Hey, hey everyone, Tamara here, your host, creator of the Innovation Quotient Edge Assessment, founder of Launch Street, and author of the book, Innovation is Everybody's Business, which you can get on Amazon. And finally, the person who has traveled to seven states in a 10-day period. So yeah, if I sound a little exhausted today, I think maybe I am. But I am not too exhausted to talk about today's sticky note inspiration and topic. So I dug into this in today's 10-minute burst of innovation, which is for people in our community. So if you've taken the IQE assessment, if you have purchased the toolbox, or if you are one of our elite certified coaches, and this is more of a conversation, but I didn't want to miss out on bringing this topic that we talked about this morning to you and all of the world in the podcast. And the topic is simply this, how to ask questions that spark conversation, not conflict. How many times have we been in meetings, presentations, conversations, performance reviews, any of those things where we are trying to get to a really good conversation that helps us move things forward, helps us get more insights, helps us make decision, helps us move our projects forward, whatever it is that we're trying to get to. And we ask a question to the group or to the person on the other side of the table to only get met with massive resistance, confusion, and all of that turns into conflict. And then what happens? In that conversation, we end up spinning our wheels. We end up going down the negativity drain. We end up stuck in place or we end up just crossing wires because we're not even having the same conversation. I have found that one of the keys to being a strong everyday innovator and to having a strong and valued voice in your world is to be able to ask questions in a way that actually sparks conversation, not conflict. So I want to give you seven tips for how to ask those questions so that you can have those rich and meaningful conversations so that you can get people on board with your journey of innovation, the ideas you're trying to push forward so that you can spark healthy debate that's actually going to fill gaps and holes, help you make your thinking stronger, and make strategic decisions, make the right decisions coming out of those conversations. If I sound a little passionate about this topic, I am, because the times that I have seen this work for or against people is, well, I feel like every single day of my career. So let's dig in how to ask questions that spark conversation, not conflict. First, ask open-ended questions, not yes or no questions. So not, do you like my ideas? But what is it about my ideas that resonate with you? Not, do you think we should do this? More, how do you think we should do this? What about this would work for you? You see the point. Open-ended questions get people beyond the yes or no and get them to actually think and talk. It gets those wheels turning. Here's the challenge with yes or no questions. When we ask yes or no questions, it's a thumbs up or thumbs down vote. And we're humans. So we're automatically inclined to gravitate towards the no. And when we're putting people into that thumbs up, thumbs down situation, we're not asking them to explain. We're not asking them to think. We're not asking them to connect with us. We're just asking them for a yes or no. It shuts everything down. 
And that creates conflict because you're not getting what you need out of the conversation. They're probably not getting what they need. And that creates, that creates conflict. So instead, ask open-ended questions. How would you? What would you? Why would you? Questions that get people thinking and talking. One of the greatest gifts that you can give the people around you isn't just ideas, but the gift of having the room and the space, the opportunity to think. So if you want to spark conversation that actually moves things forward, not conflict that shuts everything down, ask open-ended questions. All right, the second one is get specific, not general. Here's what I find. Um, Oftentimes people ask questions in a very general way, assuming the details are obvious. The challenge is the details are not obvious. We need guidance on how to answer questions or how to have that conversation with you. And if your questions are very general, it's very hard for me to answer, to respond. And therefore I'm all over the place. And what do we create? Confusion. What does that lead to? Conflict. So for example, instead of saying, how would you move this project forward? So good start. It's an open-ended question. You might say, how would you move this project forward if we had to have it complete in three months? Do you see there? Now I'm, I'm being very clear about the fact there's some urgency behind it, right? We have three months to finish this. I need to know what those steps are, right? So now we can have a conversation in a very meaningful way versus if I just said, how would you complete this project? You might go off on tangents that have no relevancy to what I'm talking about because I need it done in three months. So be as specific as possible. People think that boundaries hinder innovation, but I don't see it that way. In fact, I see those boundaries more as guardrails that help us create innovation. There's actually a lot of space for innovation if we're very clear and very specific. And that confusion often comes because we're not clear and we're definitely not specific, but we expect the other person on the other side of the table to know, right? To get it, but they're not. And they're responding all over the place and we're mad and they're mad. So avoid being general. Okay, number three, ask for a story or an example. Take out assumptions. Humans are wired for storytelling. It's how our brains actually work. We love stories. And stories and examples help us take the assumptions out of it that are causing that conflict because they're inaccurate. I'll give you an example from a nonprofit that I'm on the, I'm on the board of. We were trying to to figure out how to communicate better, how to have meetings that were better attended, how to have more collaboration, how to get people to drive more action, all those things. Someone in the meeting said, I think we should use consensus agendas. Um, This way, everybody inputs stuff. It allows us to get on the same page before we get in the meeting. I've done them in the past and it worked really well. And in fact, it was really helpful. So normally... It would be my inclination, very human, human, very natural to just go, oh, okay, that sounds interesting. Let's talk about that. But instead, I took a step back and thought, you know what? I better make sure I'm not assuming I understand why that's better, why that approach is better. So let me ask. So I just said, hey, can you give me an example of how that helped in your meetings in the past and your team in the past? And she went into this whole example about how before she had them, like, Anything that someone wanted to talk about got thrown out into the meeting where with this kind of, this is what happened and how it impacted the meeting. So she went into total detail in her story, but I really got to understand why that approach could be useful to us and how it could be useful and why she thought 
it was valuable. It kind of highlighted where she thought the problems were in our meetings currently as well. Never assume you get it. Ask for stories and ask for examples. That takes out the assumptions that lead to conflict. I find this is especially true when people use language that could have a million meaning, meanings, right? It's kind of so fluffy and subjective. Like someone will say, you know what we really need? We need a wow marketing campaign or we need to surprise and delight customers like so-and-so. All right, what does that even mean? Do you know what the heck? I don't know. So in those situations, I really love to ask, can you give me an example of either a business you've worked on or a brand or business that you've interacted with that's really done surprise and delight well? And then they go into a whole story about their experience and you're like, oh, now I get it. Story and example takes out the assumptions, which takes out the conflict, right? You know what you're actually talking about. And it really, when you share the story too, by the way, it actually really resonates with the people on the other side of the table. It's really important to share stories and examples. Okay, the next one is follow up three times. Go deep. Part of the reason we stay or get to conflict is because we stay superficial. So someone says, well, I don't think we should do that because... Uh, it didn't work five years ago. And we go, okay, all right, yeah, we should probably make some changes to what we're doing so we don't have those pitfalls again. Instead, because instead of jumping to solution, which is our natural go-to, follow up three times with questions. Well, why did it fail last time? Well, what makes you think that that's relevant today? Well, how would we change it to make it work today? Dig, dig, dig. Spend more time listening and less time driving to solution. I love to follow three times, especially in those moments where I think I know the answer, because those are probably the moments where I really don't <laughs> know the answer. And it's those nuggets of gold that you uncover when someone goes deeper and deeper and deeper. If you haven't already, I would go back to the podcast that I shared, I think it was last week or the week before about the power of tell me more. When someone comes to me and says, here's my idea or here's my challenge, here's my pushback, I want to ask questions that get them to spark thinking and conversation. So I'll say, okay, that's an interesting thought and or an interesting challenge that you just brought up. Tell me more. Okay, so you think that problem is because of this problem. Okay, tell me more about that, right? And dig and dig and dig. Follow up three times. Listen more. All right, the next one is, be curious like a kid. Kind of don't know anything. Put all that expertise, all that knowledge aside and be curious like a kid. Have you ever watched two kids interact and try to figure something out? It is so beautiful to watch because nothing is set in stone. Nothing is how it's always been or the standards in the business or how something has to operate, right? They're just so open-minded and so curious. And, you know, a conversation about why one kid likes that stick suddenly turns into how roots grow into a tree because they're just asking question after question and not assuming they understand or know anything. I love to do that with the people that I, I work with, the people in my life. I love to just take a step back, step out of my knowledge and my expertise and ask questions without judgment that just put me into a childlike state of thinking, well, anything's possible. So let me find out where this person is coming from. Those are the types of questions that spark conversation and avoid conflict because we're not pushing our knowledge. We're not pushing our 
our box onto them, we're really seeking to understand. And that's going to get you and the people that you're with to a much better place. Okay, two more left. The next one is ask about reactions. Don't respond to them. Here's what happens. In fact, let me share a story of two that did the two different things. So I'm in the process of getting bids for a new logo for one of my companies, Howdy Puppy, which is a CBD pet treat. And it's time to, we got a new puppy. So it's time to update the logo, put the new puppy on the logo. I'm pretty excited about that in itself. So I'm talking to these different designers and I'm talking about kind of what we're looking for. And, and one designer, I'm having a phone call with him and he shows me something and says something. And I say, I don't know. I feel like that would just make me really frustrated. Like it's, that's just, that's too overwhelming to look at. And he goes, okay, well, we don't want that. So how about this solution? So here's what he did. He responded to my emotion. He tried to solve my emotion versus asking about it. Now, here's the problem. When you do that, you get that other person stuck in their emotion. So here I am. I've said I'm overwhelmed. I've said busyness, right? Both those things are negative. And now for the rest of the conversation, I'm stuck in a feeling of overwhelm because that's the last emotion I had. And he's trying to solve it versus seeking to understand where that's even coming from. He did not get the business. So the second one I'm talking to, he's showing me some concepts, some designs. And I say, you know, I just, I think that's going to create a lot of confusion. That's the wrong message. Now he doesn't say, oh, well, let's try to clear up the confusion. Here's some suggestions. Instead, he asks me about my emotion, about my reaction. He says, tell me what it is that you find confusing. And that got my wheels turning. That got me talking and that got us to a great conversation. So just to compare those two with logo designer one, I'm stuck in busyness and overwhelm and we're getting nowhere. And now we're having conflict because we're not on the same page versus number logo designer number two, who actually asked me about my reaction. We dig deeper, we uncover the layers and we have a really meaningful conversation about what to improve. Obviously that person got the business. So make sure when someone responds with their emotions, positive or negative. So it could be, it's frustrating, it's overwhelming, it's exhausting, it makes me angry, or it could be, this is exciting and energizing, whatever it is, don't respond to that reaction and emotion. Ask about it. There's a lot of layers deep. There's a lot of things underneath that emotion, that reaction that you have the opportunity to respond to if you do so. This one is most overlooked and probably one of the most powerful things that you can do in trying to spark that conversation and, and avoid that conflict. I also want to point out one other thing about emotions that actually um, my fiance just pointed out to me because I was telling him about this podcast and what I wanted to record. And I often share with him what I'm going to talk about, just kind of walk it through. It's good to have someone to bounce things off of. And he said, you know, the other thing about emotions that's really challenging is that they're very subjective. So what might be, you know, what I perceive as pain is different for you or what I might perceive as very frustrating might be something that's only mildly frustrating for you or what, what I might view as overwhelming might be something you consider easy. So that's the other thing about asking about reactions and emotions versus responding to them is that 
it's too subjective to take it on the surface. My definition of frustration and my level of acceptance of things that get me to frustration are going to be very different than yours. So we need to seek to understand what people even mean by the language that they use. Okay, lastly, you ready for this? Ask what questions you didn't ask. You don't know what to ask sometimes. I often don't know what to ask. And when we don't know what to ask, we miss critical things. I love at the end of a meeting to say, what did I not ask you about that you think I should know? Is there anything that I missed that you think is important for me to understand? And if they need time to say, hey, here's what I want you to think about. I don't know everything to ask you. So I just want you to think about if there's anything I missed or anything in this discussion that we didn't cover that you think is important. You don't have to tell me now. You can come back and tell me later. We don't know everything. We don't always know what to ask. And here's the problem. If we don't ask, we don't always get the answers. We don't always get the conversations that we need because we're not asking the right questions. And we don't know what to ask. We don't know what those questions are. I'll give you two examples, one personal and one from an everyday innovator in our community that came, that she gave this example in our 10 minute burst this morning. So here's my personal life. So I have two teenage boys and I think for the longest time they had cereal and milk for breakfast, maybe not every day, but a lot of days, especially school days when we're all kind of in a hurry. So I just kept buying milk and cereal, milk and cereal, right? That was my habit. That was my routine. That was my go-to. And one day I kind of realized that I was throwing a lot of old milk away because they weren't actually using it. And the cereal had been in our pantry for a long time. And now we had three boxes of Honey Nut Cheerios. I, I, I couldn't figure out what was going on. So I turned to them and I said, hey, what's up? And they said, oh, well, we don't eat cereal in the morning anymore. We eat eggs and bacon and stuff now. And I was like, oh, well, why didn't you tell me? I would have stopped buying it. And one of them just casually looks up from his breakfast, looks at me and goes, well, you didn't ask. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not for abdicating responsibility of people to speak up and to say stuff when things are working, when things are not working. But oftentimes people don't even realize it. They don't even know they've moved on and you're in this old habit and this old routine. So take a second and ask, what am I not asking you, right? Uncover those things that you're not realizing. Here's the story that I got today was, one of our everyday innovators in our community, she has just gone through a reorg. So now instead of going through this channel or that channel, they have to go through a different channels to get stuff done. And things that people used to share, they stopped sharing. So nobody's talking about the things that need to be improved, the processes that need changes, all that. And nobody's asking anymore because they've quote unquote reorged, right? So it's okay. Well, it's not okay. And she said, and thing she said, you know, this makes me realize I need to go to my teams and say, what are the conversations that we're not having that impact you on a day, daily basis? Like, what are the things that you're dealing with that we're not even talking about that I need to know about? Ask what questions you didn't ask. You will be amazed at what comes up. And nine out of 10 times, people respond with, I don't think there's anything, but you know, this one time, yada, yada, yada. There's always stuff that we don't know to ask. We can't possibly know what to ask every single time. It is so important that we as everyday innovators think about and are really intentional about how to ask questions that spark conversation, not conflict. And when I say conversation, some of that is agreement. Some of that is disagreement. Some of it is yesing. Some of it is knowing. Some of it is everybody excited. Some of it is some frustration. Like all that's okay. 
But you know the difference between a conversation that's moving things forward and conflict that gets you stuck in a rut or spinning your wheels or spiraling down the negativity drain. Ask questions that spark conversation, not conflict. Ask open-ended questions, not yes, no. Get specific, not general. Ask for a story or example. Take out the assumptions. Follow up three times. Go deep. Don't stay superficial. Be curious like a kid. Don't know everything. Ask about reactions. Don't respond to them. And ask what questions you didn't ask. Ask what you missed. Don't think that you know everything that you should be asking and that people are saying everything. All right. I really hope that this helps you in your day. I'd love to hear about it. Comment on the podcast page on our website. And hey, do me a favor. Share this with somebody who needs help with this too. I'm sure as everyday innovators, we're not the only ones out there trying to make an impact and to influence others and get things moving forward that need to be moved forward. So share this podcast with them so that we can all be asking the right questions so that we're having the right conversations and not getting stuck. Tamara out.